Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Non <laughs> Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I think this is probably going to be one of our most important episodes. Um, but our topic uh, for this episode is misophonia. And I'm actually super curious to know if anybody even has heard of it. Whenever I ask people from stage, uh, not a lot. Some people have, yeah. not a lot. Some people think it means the fear of missing out, <laughs> which is just FOMO. Which is just FOMO, yeah. Um, and some people, one one person was like, is it fear of being a miss? I was like, a miss. A miss? Like like just not having quite made it? She's like, no, like, oh, like fear of being a miss, like not a misses. And I was like, no. <laughs> that, I love being a miss. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I live and die being a miss. Um, it's when they start calling you Mrs. or ma'am. So really, it's the fear of being called a ma'am. Um, and that's as two people that don't look our age, uh, that is one of my fears. It's like, what day am I going to be a ma'am? Um, when you said the fear of being a miss, I just think of those cat videos where the cat goes to jump from like the counter to like the refridge and then the refridge, the refrigerator, and they just miss completely. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> I'm a miss. I'm a miss. <laughs> the internet knows I'm a miss. <laughs> but um, this topic is important to both of us because uh, Maria has misophonia. I diagnosed your misophonia via reading an article. And uh, I think you, me knowing you have something and you knowing you have something made it so that we could continue to be friends. I mean, we're going to be talking about all of it, right? Like, let's Yeah, we'll dive into it. So before we get into misophonia, um, let's start with, uh, uh, what did you Google this week, Maria? Well, I was on a Facebook group um, chat. That's what the only allowable socializing we're allowed to do. And somebody in the group said she, she said she has no sense of smell. And she was like, no, because she started with, I have coronavirus. <laughs> And, she, and then she goes, well, no, well, I'm 90%, 99% sure I have it. I can't smell anything. And that's one of the symptoms and I have it and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, oh, I can't smell anything. I haven't been able to for days, but that was just a sinus infection. Um, and it just feels like it, you're not allowed to have a cold anymore. Like that's, I think that's the thing. I think everybody's so, I don't even know what the word is. Like they're so worried that they're spreading it and that they have it and that they can't tell that they have it. So it's like any abnormal body function that you would have probably just ignored is now like, I'm patient one. I am spreading the coronavirus. Yeah. There's sort of like, I think sometimes I feel like some people want to get it. Like it is, I have been chosen. I had to Google the word hubris because I felt like, is this hubris where I'm like, guys, it's just a sinus infection. Cut to me in a hospital bed. Like it's not a sinus infection. Oh, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and hubris means excessive pride or self-confidence, which I still think fits in this situation, but also is losing your sense of smell. And I should add I don't have a fever. I don't have coughs or anything like that. So um, a sign of coronavirus. I don't have any of that. So I don't really, 
I don't know why I would just lose my sense of smell. But then some people just don't really have symptoms. So it's hard. This is the part that's hard to say. Like my parents want me to come back to Ohio. I'm like, but I can't smell anything if I give you coronavirus. (laughs) I like the idea that you don't even explain it. They're like, we want you to come home. And I'm like, I can't smell anything. So I don't think I'm allowed to be near you guys. And they're like, what? (laughs) Like, is that... Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of leads into what I Googled, which is, uh, what are the symptoms of being symptomless? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how I wrote it. Because this is where it's a challenge is that, you know, originally they had the symptoms. The main symptoms was like a dry cough, a fever, and like like flu-like symptoms, you know. So if you were feeling extremely under the weather like you would really around this time, you might just have the regular flu. You could have like a fun new flu, like the newest flu, um, the hot flu everybody's talking about. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is like I think some people like feeling important. Oh, man. Come on, Liz, with your alarms. And your stupid alarms. Yeah, I, believe me. I It is – I'm pretty sure – what was it reminding you to do? Just out of curiosity. It was reminding me to record this episode with you. If that <laughs> we did start early. So Aww, there is nice. well, I did interrupt this with an alarm. It is a responsible alarm, and you asked me to do this early. And because none of us have anything to do, I was available. <laughs> I was yeah, I was like this I was like, she's just sitting around like I am. Let me call her. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we've, we've recorded early twice. And it's so funny to me that normally, like in this situation, if somebody's like, hey, can you do it now? I'd be like, no, I have like, I'm, you know me, I'm very organized with my calendar and to-do yeah. list. And, you know, I'm like, no, I got to brush my teeth at this time. I have to do this thing at this time. I have to post at this time. So I do find it very funny that I'm like, no, that's my record with Maria alarm. You can't be mad at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm never was. Um, I do just the, 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 the sheer number of alarms, though, that you have go off on your phone in a one hour period with you is too much. I just want to say this real quick. The scientists said that the patients have had such a bad sense of smell when they get the virus that they can't even smell their baby's dirty nappies. Now, I couldn't smell anything. I couldn't smell shampoo. So food I was cooking or my own shit, which I thought I was like, you're like, I I shit (laughs) flowers, everybody. It probably is. It probably was the virus. I'll say this. I mean, as two people that travel a lot, I kind of think we just have it. It's so contagious and I'm treating myself like I have it um, or had it. Like, uh, honestly, I got really, really sick late February because when I was in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, I, I had a really bad dry cough. Uh, I was losing my voice, stuffy nose. I didn't have a fever though. And my biggest thing was and I feel awful now, but like my biggest thing is like, I'm not touching anybody because that's what I always did, but I still had to do my shows. And the cough was so bad that I could, usually when I get sick, I just take NyQuil. Um, but NyQuil did nothing. And I, w- I was having these sleepless nights where I was coughing so bad I couldn't breathe, which is one of the signs. So then I um, went to a minute clinic because <laughs> I didn't even go to a minute clinic um, because. I had a cold because I would never go to a doctor just because I had a cold. I went to a minute clinic because before I went on stage, I sat on a nail. I was like in the green room. I sat down. I sat on a nail, clearly like jumped up like a cartoon character. And I look and there's a nail coming out of a chair. And that's why they had put it in this like crappy green room is so other people wouldn't sit on it. 
So now I'm staring at a nail looking to see if it's rusty. And then I call my mom, who's a veterinarian, who is my primary doctor. And I go, mom, I sat on a nail. It doesn't look rusty. Should I get a tetanus shot? And she goes, well, when's the last time you had a tetanus shot? I go, I don't know. When's the last time you took me to get a tetanus shot, mom? I don't know, nine. So I was, she was like, she was like, I think you need a tetanus shot. I was like, fuck. Cause I went in the bathroom and I was bleeding. So it like, it truly punctured me. And I was like, God damn it. Uh. So I went on stage in Atlanta, barely able to speak, like truly had like losing my voice, worst cough. And I had to drink water in between like almost every joke. And then um, the next day I flew to Florida for a couple of days to visit my friend for her birthday. And I'm, I, she goes, what do you want to do while you're in town? And I was like, well, I have to go to get a tetanus shot. And she's like, and it's on her birthday, by the way. And she's like, great, so much fun. You always have the best plans. And then when I go there to get the tetanus shot, the woman at the minute clinic can like see that I'm coughing. And she goes, are you okay? And I was like, I've taken my temperature. Like I feel fine. So she takes my temperature and she goes, yeah, you're fine. But maybe you should get the flu shot. Probably not now, right after the tetanus shot. And it was just this kind of whole thing where I was like, no, it's a cold. But now fast forward, I'm like, what if I was patient zero in America? I wouldn't be patient zero because I don't know how I would have gotten it. But like, what if I was an early person? I had it because I'm in my 30s. It didn't affect me the way other people did. And then now I feel like a monster because I did a show in front of 150 people. Then I traveled to Florida. Then I hung out with my friend and her kids. Again, I wouldn't touch them and I was being really cautious and blah, blah, blah. But nobody, nobody around me was like, you shouldn't be out. This is crazy. But if I had those symptoms right now, I mean, I sneezed. You saw me in London. I sneezed on an elevator in like my elbow and I thought I was a murderer. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, it makes you feel like that because you don't know, like everything is so, and there's new information coming out all the time. You were a monster for getting a shot on your friend's birthday. Like, I mean, I, like, I needed it. I sat on a nail. You were, you were a monster to the host of that comedy show. <laughs> and, uh, the host of that comedy show? No. You, but in Atlanta, you said you were coughing. And, oh, and, like, I mean, I didn't. Sick. I mean, to me, I wouldn't let, like, my fans afterwards, I wouldn't let them, like, like I was like, we're not shaking hands, da-da-da-da. But, like, I still. You're like. Yeah, yeah, no, I think people heard truly how, like, I sounded really bad. But yeah. now it's just like, but then even right now, I have a stuffy nose and I have a very light, comes in and out randomly cough. And I'm like, is this the coronavirus? Like, it, it has made you so paranoid at a time that is like normal colds, normal feelings about your body. And now, in some ways, I feel like it doesn't matter because we're home. I have no shows for eight weeks. This is where it just gets complicated where it's like, does like, should I even be bothering to get tested when I'm not going to be around people anyway, both anybody that would be, um, what's the word? Like in a bad way, if I gave it to them, like anybody with like suppressed immune system or anybody old, like I'm not hanging out with babies. I'm not hanging out with old people. I'm not doing anything. I can't go to work. So there's a part of me that's like, does it make sense to even test? Does it make sense to... Why would you go in and get tested somewhere and be around other unhealthy people and possibly unhealthy nurses? Just stay yeah. home. Just stay home for eight weeks. It's really not necessary. Yeah. And then also like three of them would have symptoms and one would have no symptoms. And the other thing is, is like, is it when are you getting the, are you symptomless because you're, you're in the beginning of it and you, cause like, you know, you can have five days or so before, I don't know. It's all complicated. I don't feel smart enough. I also feel like it doesn't weirdly matter for me. Um, 
I don't want to. Well, you and a lot of other people feel like there's a lot of um, spring breakers right now that are like, well, it's not going to affect me. Well, that's, I'm young. That's, who cares? That's not how I feel, though. I know. I, <laughs> I feel like as somebody that's already self-isolating, I've become an indoor cat. I'm not going anywhere. You know, like there's I have food in, indoors. I am, you know, getting head scratches. I am fine. Um, it's not like I, I nothing bad's going to happen to me. I don't care. It's more like nothing bad's going to happen to me. So I might as well just deal with the symptoms while I'm home. Doesn't matter if I test positive or not. Spring breakers, I mean, I don't know if they're young or if they're monsters. Like, to me, it's like, first of all, who's open for these spring breakers? I called them monsters. That's so funny. And a text to my father. I was like, they are monsters. Yeah. I'm so old. Yeah. yeah, Those monsters. Well, that. And then that, and and in Germany they have Corona speakeasies, and everybody's like sneaking in to go and like drink together. And uh, Israel, Israel is like, guys, can we get off the beach, please? This is serious. And they're like, woo, you know. That's absolutely insane to me. I yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I I don't want to say that I've always been a collective conscious person, but I have to. I have to give my parents some credit to be like, I've never, I've never thought like, ah, it's not, it's not my fucking problem. Like that's never been my thought. Like I might have an essence of like, this feels like it's not my problem, but still do the protocol. But I've never been Mm. like, I think as somebody that drives a lot, especially in New York city where I'm just like, the word monsters comes pretty much from just merging in New York city. I was like, these monsters (laughs) don't use their turn signals. Don't understand that we have one lane that's turning into three lanes and you can't just do whatever the fuck you want. You know, like I think everybody's sort of shown their monster side. Cause like even when you go to the grocery store and everybody's taking all the bread, they took all the tortillas and this is London. This isn't like it's LA. (laughs) They took all the tortillas. And uh, there's no bread, there's no eggs, there's nothing, like nothing on the shelves. There's some applesauce and some like sugary shit. If people left the sugar, it's weird how no one likes sugar in a crisis. That's crazy to me. I but, guess they're not um, baking. No, I know. Oh, I was going to make a Guinness cake and like to kind of celebrate St. Patrick's Day, even though it's way past then. But um, <laughs> I'm starting to get TikTok notifications. Sorry, this is off topic. But like, I think I must have had them off or something. And I'm like, who are these people? How'd they find me? That's so great. <laughs> I, I- <laughs> I don't know anything about TikTok, and I'm like, uh, I feel too old to be there. I feel like I'm a like a ah, I'm a 45 year old in a club. You can't just turn on TikTok. Oh, I was this is what that. I would say that's the worst part about TikTok is that I have to make sure that my volume is completely low because the way TikTok works is you open it up and it's just like you're in the party and you're like, whoa! I didn't check my coat. <laughs> I didn't go to the bathroom. You're just gonna throw me into the party TikTok? And then what's it in- just yeah. It's- You walk into TikTok and they are handing you a shot and somebody's kissing your neck and you're like, whoa, whoa, what is this? Whose party is this? I'm calling the cops. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and that is why it's like a young medium because people are like, we're at TikTok and we're all on Instagram and you're like, you know what? I'm going to mute a couple of people because their positivity feels a little aggressive. And I think I want a little bit of cat pictures, a little bit of stand up, and maybe one or two positivity quotes, but I'm not going to, I can't do a whole feed of positivity. So you're muted and you're muted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyone, too many selfies, muted, too many of anything. Actually, when people just post repeated pictures of the same thing, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. Um, some people like it just feels like if you post the same picture over and over again it feels like like I'll do this to my boyfriend all the time where I'll show him something like hey I saw a cat and I'll show it to him and he's like that's great Liz and then I'll be like here's the cat again and he's like okay uh, all right and I'll be like hey here's the cat yawning and he's like yeah I've seen a cat Liz and I'm like okay why are you yelling I was just showing you about just showing you my day (laughs) it's like when we were in LA and I would drive you to Santa Monica and you're like tree tree Hey, there's a tree. That's another tree. I wouldn't say that's a tree. I would say that's a pretty tree because it's a pretty tree. I live in New York and we don't have pretty trees. All I trees. heard was tree yeah. <laughs> all over, over and you over know, and over. Nobody talks again. about how great it is to have a simple friend that likes simple things. I like a cat that passes by me. I like a tree that looks lovely. You know, people are out here fucking stealing bread off shelves, making lives people's lives crazy, and I'm going around being like, guys. Why can't we all love each other? You know what? As someone that eats the same thing every day, this is kind of my prime time. This is my <laughs> moment to shine. I could eat peanut butter and jelly every day for every meal and it would not affect my life whatsoever. I absolutely have been. <laughs> um, I, I miss I miss driving because of this topic that we're talking about today, the misophonia. Yeah. So this is, let's start out. Why don't you tell me some of the stuff, probably before I even understood it, but just before you knew that you had misophonia, what did you think was happening? So basically, I think you should say like some of the things that would bother you, the reasons you thought they were happening. I have a really weird reaction, a very strong, abnormally disproportionate reaction to stupid things. So mostly, and not limited to but sound, gum chewing and, and whistling. Motions too, but gum, gum chewing, whistling, those are big ones. Um, motions, like just twirling of hair or anything, send me into a weird, like psychotic rage. Pen clicking. <laughs> um, Pen clicking is a big one. That is, that is a big one. And disgust. It's disgust and rage. I don't know. I never understood it. I just know that I like, I, I was like, I cannot hear you do that. I want to kill you. And, um, you know, and so you learned very early on in our friendship not to chew gum because misophonia is literally translated into the hatred of sound. And so it's not all sounds. It's just certain trigger noises. And like a lot of the times it's idle. It's stuff that you don't realize you're doing. Yeah. It, it To me, it feels like when it's mindless, like you're mindlessly chewing gum, you're mindlessly clicking. There's a like for me, I'm a fidgeter. So they have these like fidget blocks that started coming out a couple of years ago. And I had it on my keychain. It calms me to like, click a pen. I have a friend that is always bouncing his knee and like that's a bouncing knee bouncing. I can't. Yeah. So, so I mean, I am a huge culprit of mindless things like chewing gum and clicking pens and anything that's tactilely um, engaging, I guess. And then my hair is curly. So when my hair is curly, I don't touch it. This is what my hair is. We're just trying to maintain these curls. Who knows how that it's going to work out. But when my hair is straight, as somebody that's never really had straight hair and then only straightens it once in a blue moon, it's soft. It's something to play with because, again, I'm fidgety. And I think I noticed before the gum chewing how almost parentally angry you would get when I would play with my hair. And it's yeah. almost like seeing a kid like put their foot in their mouth. Like the mom would just like kind of keep just grabbing the foot and taking it out of the mouth and grabbing the foot and taking it out of the mouth. That's what you would do very in, early into our friendship is you would see me playing with my hair and you would take my hand and you'd be like, no, please. I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I had a, I had a roommate that, um, 
She would twist her hair just mindlessly while she edited or mindlessly while we're watching a movie. And if we're watching a movie, like I had to put the pillow like from the like the couch cushion, uh, I had to arrange it so that it was blocking my view of her so I didn't have to watch her twist her hair. Because you can tell people to stop, but they'll just mindlessly start doing yeah. it again. So I have to I had to I like remove the the visual. So um, you know, if someone's chewing gum on the tube or the subway. I have to put headphones in and look down and not look at them or get up and leave. Um, tapping, like people will tap their f- foot on the ground and I'll feel it in my feet. And I, ugh, like I can't, I, I, I have that. I have to remove myself for completely. It sucks. It sucks. And it's like a lot of thought for nothing, you know, not only nothing, but I feel like also, even when you point it out to people, they just don't understand. And I was one of those people I truly didn't understand, but you know, I loved you. So I would stop doing that. And then I, I can't remember, do you remember how many years ago it was that I sent you that article that I was like, I'm pretty sure you had this. I was actually really scared to send it to you. Cause I thought you were going to be like, no, it's not this, but it was the first time that I was like, Maria, I think you have like, is it a disease? I was like, I, you have I think there's a name for your it's thing. A disorder. A disorder. It's like a neurological disorder or something. Yeah, and it nailed it. I was like, this is it. This is me. I've, I'm understood. Because like, I didn't know there was a name for it. I just thought it was crazy or whatever. I, there's something wrong with me. And and then you see this article. It's called Misophonia. Scientists don't understand it either, but other people do have it. And you know, you start. I started going to Facebook groups and I saw other people. And I was like, oh, like there's so many people out there. And like I would say that I'm... I'm not the worst, but I'm pretty high up as far as the scale goes. Um, But there are people, yeah, like some people can't hear any chewing. And I'm so thankful I'm not like that. Like any chewing sends them into this rage and they have to like remove themselves. I don't know how you would have friends. Well, there's this one girl on my show and she was on her, she was in on her date with her boyfriend of six years. It was their six year anniversary. And I was like, oh, so like you can't go out to dinner. And she's like, well, no, because the ambient noise will mask it a bit. And that's okay. It's so particular and weird. And it doesn't make any sense. And nobody understands where it comes from. But other people have it. So I'm not exaggerating. Because like, this is the worst part about what it was before I even realized what it was, was that I would tell people about it. And it sounds like I'm exaggerating that I'm just really annoyed by something. And it's like, just fucking deal with it. You know, like that's sort of the reaction to like, can you not chew gum? I, I really can't stand it. We'll just fucking deal with but it. But isn't like, I would say, isn't that the same reaction to anybody says they have mental illness? Like they're depressed. You're just like, well, you know, what do you have to be depressed about? And you're like, that's that's not how that works. Okay. Right. So, but like, I think it's the same idea that they can't see it. They don't understand it. So they're just kind of like, cool. You're just a psycho about gum. Yeah. But more people at least understand depression now. And like autism, like if somebody were like, oh, I don't, I don't like loud noises like so like what who cares but if you understand that somebody is autistic and like you know the the loud noises things like it's more understood i just want to be able to say one word and have people understand oh oh, you have misophonia okay fuck i get it rather than i have misophonia it's this thing it's a neurological disorder it's similar to this and like and then you you smack the gum out of their hands I don't know. I don't think there's enough out there about it, but I know that the people are out there. And I feel like if I could bill myself as a, the com- comedian with misophonia, I think I could have a built-in audience. Um, of just people know. that don't want to be there. <laughs> there's Well, yeah. Just a bunch of people. I wouldn't chew gum during yeah, my yeah, 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 I, yeah. Could you imagine that's your test? Like people walk in and you're like chewing gum and they're like, Ugh, and you're like, yeah, you can be at my show. And you, yeah, you're yeah, cool. yeah. You're, you're like, well, you almost got punched in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, that's what I like. Like a bouncer that's just <laughs> chewing gum and they're just like, everybody's complaining in the audience and you're like, these are my people. <laughs> what I find fascinating, now that I know it, I understand it, there's a label for it, is I, first of all, I don't buy gum anymore. Like even, even though we live, you know, thousands of miles away, I've completely almost broken the gum habit. So I, I carry it sometimes when I'm flying, but I almost use it as a tool. It's not, I don't mindlessly chew gum anymore. So I'm, mm-hmm. I've become a mint person. Chewing gum around you at this point would me- almost be like taking money out of your wallet and not telling you. Like, you know what I mean? Like this kind of like, you know, I need that. Why would you do that? Are you trying to hurt me? Right. So I don't buy gum anymore. My mom has even been like, hey, I brought you gum. And I was like, oh, you can keep it. Like, even when I'm not going to be around <laughs> you because I've like almost broken my gum habit because of it. The things that I ha- I do have trouble breaking is um, movement stuff because I'm such a mm. mindless person. So you still have to like put my hand down when I'm twirling my hair. And I wait a really long time before I do that. It's not even like as soon as you do it, I'm like, I'm like, you can deal with it. You can deal with it. You can deal with it. I can't deal with it. You know? I sometimes um, can stop myself because I'll see you look up in the corner of my eye and that will be like, oh, I'm doing something. <laughs> I feel and terrible. I almost I'm have like to take in an inventory. Like I'll see you look up. And I'll be like, what am I doing? Oh, I'm touching my hair. And I'll put my hand down. And, or sometimes Aww. I'll be like, what am I doing? And I'll be like, oh, I'm twirling my pen. I got oh, I'll just put the pen down. But like, now how much of this is like you enabling my behavior? Do you know? But it's really considerate. And the thing is, it's like, for how much pain it causes me, it really doesn't cost you that much to stop twirling your hair or whatever. Yeah, so it it's like, nice. Well, it would be, I can understand if we weren't friends, I can see how I'd be like this bitch. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's, it's in my mind, I'm doing nothing wrong, but you're having an excessive reaction to something as women. How many times have we been told that we're overreacting or what do mm. you PMSE or something like that? And so in essentially your disorder is an overreaction to small movements and sounds. So the word kind of overreact is already in the essence of your disorder. So I knowingly can go, while this might feel excessive and extreme, I know that it's the equivalent of somebody like banging a hammer next to the wall that you're sitting at. And it would drive you absolutely right. nuts. Like we were at um, we were at a restaurant. It was that Aust- Austrian restaurant, and the door would slam. We were sitting right next to the oh, door, yeah. and anytime somebody came in or out, it would slam. I mean, truly slam. And after the third time, I was like, "Is this what their language is like? Like, I just don't understand why it's so." <laughs> and I just wanted to put like, I literally wanted to be like, "Do you have tape?" So and a napkin, so I could just do something. Like, how do you not? Is that every day of the, it was driving me absolutely up the wall. And I almost felt like, how does nobody else feel this way? How has nobody said anything? <laughs> and that actually made me kind of understand what you're going through with something smaller, like gum chewing or whatever. So as a friend and, and somebody that's kind of been by your side for years, I now know the tricks. Like if you, like you always have your noise canceling headphones. So if you put your headphones on, all of a sudden I'm like scouting. I feel like a, like a, like a bodyguard in some ways. So you put on your headphones and I'm like, who's chewing gum? Who's tapping their feet? Like I start to like look up and down or like we'll be walking down the street and you'll stop and I'll stop with you and you'll let somebody pass and it'll be because somebody's chewing. And I'm, you know, it, we're outside. I'm like, how does she even hear that? 
that's incredible. Oh yeah. You'd be surprised like what I pick up. And like my ex used to be like, oh, you're looking for it. You're looking to get annoyed. I was like, why would I, why would I do that? Why would I look for, I, I do scan a room before I sit down. So I know where to not sit down. Like if I get under the tube, I, I clock someone chewing gum. I'll go to the other end of the tube so that I don't have to stare at it. But other than that, I'm not looking to be angry. It's just, I catch it and I go, remember that one time we were on the subway together and I was like, that man is chewing like an animal. And you look up and he's like barely moving his lips. Truly, he was like, like um, it would be like he was whispering to like his friend next to him and you barely could see it. That's how he was chewing gum. And it made me laugh yeah. so hard. I was like, oh, and I look over and I was like, oh, Maria. Oh Maria, this is amazing. I think I've had I think I've had poor Uber ratings because of it. I remember I got into this one Uber and the back seat was full because it was a pool and I had to sit up front with this guy who was chewing louder and harder and faster than anything. Like it was just like it was like a competition for him to chew this gum to its ending point. I don't know what he was thinking, but I couldn't press my headphones against my ear. This was before I had noise canceling headphones. I couldn't press my, my headphones against my ear hard enough to get rid of, to counteract the, the the motion of the gum chewing and the noise of the gum chewing. Like all of it was acting together. I could see it and I could hear it. And I, I'm sure he thought I was like, because he was trying to talk to me too, like be like social. And I was like, not having yeah, it. I, I, I can't. Was, I can't right <laughs> now. I, was, I have to bury my head before I fucking vomit all over you and punch you in the face. Like I don't know if you remember this. You were you were with me in New York and we sit down and it's three women. Um, and I live like kind of like in a very diverse neighborhood. So it's like, um, you know, Indian, Middle Eastern, Hasidic Jews, Hungarian, Russian, like it's just everything. And we sit down on the train and it's three like Middle Eastern women that are like, they their heads are kind of covered up or whatever. We sit down, you immediately get up and move to the other side. <laughs> and it was so quick that I was like, I literally looked at you. I was like, this doesn't look good, Maria. Like, this looks like <laughs> it looks like a, a, the beginning of a hate crime. It looked so Look. bad. And I couldn't. And it took me, honestly, it took me a second. It was the middle woman and she was chewing gum. But it, I truly was like, you know, they're all wearing like hijabs. And, and you just get up and leave. And I was like, I, I truly wanted to be like, I'm sorry. She, she, she just hates that you're chewing gum. She doesn't hate you and your religion. Like, like I. She's Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, it's she's fine. brown. It's like I she actually, you know, she persecution. I gotta go. Like <laughs> it's a huge problem. It really is because that's happened to me a few times. Uh I remember um there was a trans woman on a show with me, but she kept I don't know how many knuckles she had, but she cracked <laughs> all of them for an hour, and I just kept like shooting her dirty looks. And I'm sure, like, you know, people like maybe she thought. I didn't like trans people yeah, or yeah. something, but it was just like, no, it's the knuckles. It's just the fucking I, stop making that I noise. I almost feel like you have to have a card that's like, hey, I uh, I respect you and your choices. <laughs> um, I am pro, you know, uh, relig any religion or sexual orientation or what. I am <laughs> so pro everything, but I will murder you for gum chewing foot tap like you almost like list it and so then they go oh it's the gum chewing and you're like no no no, no. you know uh, praise Allah but please stop with the, the <laughs> chewing of the gum um it is you have put me in some weird situations where like I have truly been like Maria I am too white 
for you to behave this way in front of people <laughs> without me looking somewhat racist or homophobic. I was just like, I can't do this right now. And I've, I, I, I got mad at you once. I forget what it was, but like, I got mad at you once where you left and I was like, I'm staying. Like, you go over there and you go and fuck up. Mm. But I, I mean, now, honestly, I think because those noise canceling headphones, I remember when you bought them, I think like two years ago, it was. I couldn't afford them, but they were the, the best, purchase best purchase I've ever made. Ever made. And when you forget them at home and you panic, I actually truly <laughs> understand it. Like, it's it, 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 at this point, you leaving your noise canceling headphones at home is like leaving your phone and your wallet at home. Like it would, it, yeah. people would be like, how do you even get from place to place? Like, is that the only solution, by the way? Is it putting your head down and noise canceling headphones? Like, yeah, I, there isn't really a lot. Um, not a lot of studies have helped. They think that like exposure therapy might work for something like this, but it's like, I'm exposed to it all the time. I can't stand it. Like, I don't know, like exposure. I can't think of anything worse than exposure therapy, but they're trying to do like CB. What's the CBD oil? No, the, um, CBT, like what's the therapy that cognitive behavioral therapy and stuff like that. They're trying to like work with patients that way and patients, I don't know, whoever, um, I haven't heard of anything working. They're just starting to understand it. I'm happy there's even a name for it. Um, I think that needs to kind of be talked about a little bit because like I, I've always been judged as somebody that's had tons of weird disorders and issues and what have you. And I'm always looking for a name and they're like, why do you need a name? And you're like, just so I don't feel alone. Just so I don't feel truly crazy because I think whether it's a behavioral thing, um, an emotional thing, even a creative thing, just feeling like you're the only one can often be more toxic and more um, upsetting than the disorder or issue itself. And just to mm. find one other person that goes, yeah, 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 that's how I feel or that I deal with that. It takes a little bit of the burden off you. It was life-changing when you sent me that article. And I remember being in a diner with you in New York, but I don't remember <laughs> what the date was or anything. I know it was like six, seven years yeah. ago, but it was life-changing to know like there is a name for it. You're not the only one. Cause I could never, I really, I could never um, get anyone to understand it as either people w- just took my word for it and just didn't chew gum. Cause it wasn't worth it. Cause my parents used to get so mad at me when my dad quit smoking, he would chew gum. And I'm like, ah, like you can't chew gum around me. And like, he would be like, would you rather me smoke or chew gum? And I'm like, chew, smoke. Like, <laughs> I think the know? answer is clear, dad. Smoke. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's just like, they didn't get, they just thought I was just, you know, I guess sort of cunty. Like they didn't get that. It was distressful. I have a real question for you, girl. Do you remember when you lived with George and he did um, the dipping, mm. it, you know, like where they put the thing in their lip and then he would spit in a yeah. cup. First of all, yeah. I don't have anything that you have. And I, I've been around people that dip and I'm like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this thing where you spit <laughs> brown liquid into a cup all day. Often they they spit it into like a, like a pull and spring, but like a, like a water bottle. Did that, does that not affect you at all? No, that didn't do How anything. How crazy it was, is it was that? Gross. Yeah, it's absolutely it gross. He always had, he always had dip stains yeah. on his t-shirt. And the smell and like, itself. It was, and then just like leaving it around. It was gross, but no, I didn't have any reaction to it like that. That's crazy to me. Cause to me, I can't be in a room with that. And I'm not even one of those people. Like I'm, I consider myself a pretty gross person. I consider myself a pretty like, you know, I eat in bed. I've been, I've been told by so many people how disgusting it is that I eat in bed. And I was like, 
I don't know what to tell you. I suffer from depression and it's my favorite thing to do. Um, yeah. It's truly my happy place is eating a cookie in bed while watching a movie. And you can't take that away from me. I don't, if you're not in my bed, why is it gross? If I wash my sheets, why is it gross? It's a, it's a giant napkin. Like I don't understand why you think that's gross. But then I look at somebody that dips and spits the brown liquid into a bottle and I'm like, who would ever make out with you? Who would ever make out with you? I feel, I know. I feel bad that when you stayed with me, I was like, you had cookies. I was like, where are you planning on eating that? <laughs> and you're like, here? And I was like, I don't think you thought this through. So like, I made you eat over the tray. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but then we were also, eating together. It's and then your bed. I kept dropping crumbs. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in food in bedrooms. I mean, like, I, I do it at other people's places if they allow it. I I don't like to eat in my room. Because I feel like that's it. because my room's already messy, and I feel like that's what pushes it over to fucking dirty. So is food and so I have two philosophies. One, I live in an apartment in New York City. It's what what, what <laughs> sometimes they don't even have a dining room or kitchen. So like, there's just that that aspect of it. As somebody that has roommates, as somebody that lives in close quarters, like I eat by myself. 90% of the time, whether I'm in a hotel, well, whether I'm like sitting waiting for my flight, like sitting and watching something while eating in my room is like my happy place. And then being able to do it in my bed while being comfortable, you know, I'm not going to eat something like I won't eat sushi in my bed because you have like soy sauce. Like I'm not like a monster, but like manageable food that's containable. I will do cookies are the worst those are the most crumb-filled food. Like, there's actually saying I wouldn't kick them out of bed for eating. Maybe it's crackers, but cookies are crackers. It's because y- you would want to kick most people out of bed for eating those things because they're crummy. But the, if you like someone so much, you say, I wouldn't kick them out of bed for eating crackers. Oh, if you wanted to, like, fuck them so much, you say that. I get that you don't want to fuck on a bed of crumbs. Like, that doesn't seem... Yeah. Like, I don't want to pull, like, You're a good. cookie out of my butt. But at the same time... <laughs> What? How nice is it to have a snack afterwards? Like, I just don't see. <laughs> wow. I forgot cookies are your cigarettes. <laughs> they, so. they really are. I'm like, I literally like, whoa, that was crazy. And then I'm like, <laughs> just like eating a cookie. Oh, fuck. I hope, I hope we taught somebody something. <laughs> the lighter, the lighter sound is just you lighting creme brulee. <laughs> I, I truly have like almost like a like an easy bake oven next to my bed. I'm just like, would you like warm cookies? Because um, they're right there. Uh, I have chocolate chip. I have oatmeal raisin if the sex wasn't good. Um, <laughs> wow, we've, we've fallen off. Um, I'd be interested to hear if anybody else has misophonia. If we taught yeah, people that they have misophonia and they didn't even know they had misophonia. Um uh, if if they actually understand the neurological um, components of misophonia, because we just kind of know these. This is what you've been dealing with your whole life. There's a name for it, but there doesn't seem to be much science around why you have it. Like, were like, did somebody throw like I don't know, like Wrigley's gum at you as a child, and now you have this? Like, I just <laughs> like, what's the origin story? Like why do you have this is where my curiosity is. And then is the, like, could they rewire your brain and that gum chewing doesn't upset you? So I'd be, 
That would be, honestly, if there was a cure for it, that would be the biggest lifesaver. Just, I spend so much time being like thinking and being tormented by stupid things. Like it's not, it's not, I would, I would, I wish I didn't have to worry about and then, you know, clock and then hate and then want to kill and also do comedy. (laughs) It's, 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 you, you're almost like a mental bouncer everywhere you go. Um, and you have to, you're always on edge before you go anywhere public or even private because we've gone like to dinner places and I, you've literally been like, we have to move. (laughs) (laughs) What I find fascinating though, is that with anybody else, if they say we have to move, I'm like, it's a crazy person. Somebody's going to hurt you. We're going to get murdered. But like, I now know if you're like, you'll get really stern and you'll be like, Liz, we have to move. And I'm like, who is this motherfucking gum chewer? I will, I will fight them. I just wish I could be your bouncer and just walk around like knocking gum out of people's hands and like taking pens and breaking them. <laughs> like I'm just like, do you understand the world and my friends' issues? And just like, rah, rah. I have taken gum out of people's hands. Like it was just like, like my friend Nicole was like, does anyone want gum? Pulled out two packs of gum. And I went, no, and I both of those. And she's like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, you will get these back at the end of the night. <laughs> like I was her teacher. Ugh. All right. Well, I hope we taught somebody something. Um, yeah. I think we did something here. Um, I think we should also hear what other people are Googling, since I think that is pretty much what everybody's doing. But um, yeah, thanks for listening. Subscribe. Subscribe. Comment. Yeah. Like. Uh- all oh, of yeah. that. We, it means a lot. And we, we now have an email address. So uh, you can email us at uh, two, the number two, non, and then doctors, the full word. Um, so Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's it's two, non, and then. But the Instagram is just doctors, DRS. Yeah, on Instagram, we're um, at two, non, DRS. Um, but yeah. The number two. The number two. I'm just going to interrupt you like a minute. Yeah, until we get this shit down, we are going to be chaotic. Please remember that we were two stand-up comedians that lost our jobs and we are doing the best we can and we're trying to I'm, inform people. We're finally becoming the doctors <laughs> our moms wanted us to become. Truly. truly. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. We hope you learned something. Um, sorry we're dumb, um, but we never went to school for this and we appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. They took all the tortillas.